It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. And Tim, uh, how you doing, first of all? I'm a little tired. I had to uh, had to stay up late and finish uh, Better Call Saul as per <laughs> your me. instructions. So, because I uh, want to be wanted to be able. Yeah, and I noticed you got it like you're like the little girl with the curl in her forehead, as Harry <laughs> Carey would say. There's a little curl you got going there. I, I really like that effect. Well, it's in honor of El- Elvis Presley. It's his, oh, uh, I see. I yeah, see. Uh, his moment on his uh, his moment on the throne was. Uh, Oh, was it? That's was uh, 1977, yep. right? Is yep. that the day that happened? Yep. Yeah, the year that happened. 45 years 45, ago today. And, and he was famous for his 45 records. And uh, huh. yeah, Elvis. Uh, what? Well, so this is tough. Is today the date then? Yeah, that's today. Okay. 45 and, records. That was actually interesting. They were developed by RCA so that you had to had to buy an RCA record player in order to play RCA records and listen to Elvis. I didn't know. We had the entire uh, album of Oklahoma, the musical on 45s, and you were only supposed to put like maybe three records on a spindle. But I tried to put the entire album, (laughs) like 12 (laughs) records on there, and the spindle would be wobbling all over the place. And (laughs) and uh, Poor Judd is dead. Sounded like poor Judd is dead. It was it was bad. Um, but uh, <laughs> I always that... thought I always thought that there was a reason for the big hole. It had something to do with fidelity or something or oh. stackability. No, it was just RCA. They just didn't want. Uh, they wanted their records to only play on an RCA machine. That's... I get it. I totally get it. Well, uh, my master speak uh, right now. If. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> to use an RCA term about Better Call Saul, which you stayed up for. And uh, I, I really liked uh, it because I need all these shows explained to me. So I read the New York Times <laughs> review by a guy named Siegel. And I actually tweeted to him and I said, bravo, especially for those of us who can't remember one episode to the next, let alone one season to the next. I mean, they had so many references and this. Oh, spoiler alert. We're talking about the Better Call Saul finale. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. So um, they yeah, had, we're doing it right up front. So you don't. Uh, so you can yeah, just, you can just we'll erase wave. the whole show. <laughs> yeah, right. So there were so many references to things that happened in Breaking Bad and other things that I vaguely remembered, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, they inserted new dialogue, new scenes within other scenes, like when he and Mike are out in the desert, which I remembered, but I don't remember what the whole, I, you know, I remember they're running away with money, but the whole thing was about time machines. And then of course he gives uh, his brother the book, the time machine. So there's this whole time motif here. And could sure. you redo something in your life that you wanted to do and of course with Saul back in the days with Mike it was just oh he just wanted to join uh, Warren Berkshire uh, uh Warren uh, what what's his name at Berkshire Hathaway um uh, <laughs> and and he um I'd have to throw myself back into the sixties for that to, to, to remember more Buffett. And yeah. Is that, he, uh, is that your biggest regret? I, I somehow, I somehow thought if you had a chance to go back in time and recorrect one of your regrets, it would be the day that Chris called you and said, Hey, would you like to do a show called the weekly rap? <laughs> well, <laughs> there are so many regrets that I have over and above that one. I, I can't even get to that one. No, the, uh, uh, but that was Saul's regret that he didn't make. And, and Mike's to go into him. All you care about is the money. <laughs> and yeah, Walter. So, yeah, it's Walter. And, and Walter, uh, uh, Walter did it too. I mean, so so uh, 
that was so that was interesting. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. It was Mike that said was Joe, Mike. Oh, you care about the money. Right. And, uh, and then Walter course, said Walter said what what I did like was that I, I actually was on the same wavelength as this New York Times uh, guy who summarized everything. I felt really smart because last night, as I saw it in real time in the courtroom, when he decided to confess, I said, oh, this is his own Perry Mason moment right now. <laughs> Only instead of having Perry Mason get it out of him. He gets it out of himself since he's his own attorney. So it's all a lot of uh, soul searching going on in there. It was very I mean, didn't you just love the way the whole thing was filmed and and and, and the characters? Uh, yeah, I've always a lot loved of it dragged over the years and some of the plot went nowhere, I guess. But it, it was it was a, a lot of fun. I've just loved the I just loved the, the Gilligan's uh, uh, pension for uh focusing on little items like at the like at the beginning of this season is there is they're packing away all of Saul's stuff uh, uh you see the tequila bottle top uh, right roll roll into the gutter no there or, were always teases I mean in, in they, they did that in uh Breaking Bad as well where you see a little toy in a swimming pool and then you don't find out till like three seasons later that it's from an airplane that explode, <laughs> right. exploded you know said oh aha, I, I noticed that uh but but you know you for and i'm only human i have a hard enough time or had a hard enough time when i would read books and read them all the way through in, in like a week remembering what had happened 18 chapters ago and this is just I mean, you can't be expected. Game of Thrones was the worst as far as I, I couldn't keep my Baratheons from uh, my. No, I never could. Doubles and, and whoever. <laughs> and I didn't know who was a good guy, who was a bad guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Game of Thrones, I think if I watched a second time, uh, I, I would be able to follow it a little bit more, a little well, bit closer because I kind of knew the uh, the Baratheons from the Targaryens. And, yeah. uh, and one dragon from the next. I. We watched Breaking Bad again and we watched it. We we binged it and then it all made sense. <laughs> it, it, all huh. the seasons were put together and they made sense. But it's anyway, the Seagull guy also had a thing about how uh, he, he had a line which made me laugh about how we were so happy when uh, Saul or at this point, he's whatever Gene, the uh, Cinnabon guy, when he restrains himself and doesn't strung, uh, strangle Carol Burnett. And the guy says, the writer says, and yeah, I know her character's name in here, but it's Carol Burnett that he was going to be <laughs> strangled. And it's like, yeah, right. You can't strangle Carol Burnett. It reminds me of, um, I mean, because it's, a, it, and she played a great character, and all, but she transcends the character. I mean, she's, she's a legend. Reminds me of, uh, you know, Letterman when, of all people, he, Chris Elliott made a movie called Cabin Boy. Uh -huh. which, <laughs> I don't know if you remember <laughs> yeah. this. I saw saw it in the afternoon, and then for some reason we were with other people, and I had to see it again at night. It was it was a torture chamber to actually see the game, see, see that movie <laughs> twice. The first time was okay, but the second I was like I was I was hoping for some kind of change in the movie, but it, it, and it didn't change. But Letterman is in it, and he ha he has a cameo, and of course. It's Letterman playing Letterman, and it just it, 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 and they're you know they're breaking the fourth wall practically, and it, it doesn't work at all. They know it doesn't work. They know it's it's a joke. It's it's jumping the shark, breaking the fourth wall, jumping through the shark, and 
And with Carol Burnett, it was it walked right up to the border of that, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, that that movie was so bad that it put Chris Elliott's career on hold for 30 years. <laughs> you did see it then, right? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, you didn't. OK, no, that's how bad uh, it was. You saw it. You saw it twice. So you saw it once. Yeah, for me. I saw it for you, too. Anyway, um, did you did you think that love conquered all that he just had to take the hit for yeah. Kim? Or was it that he his soul decided to turn to the good? It was a, it was a little bit of both. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, you, you know, the interesting thing It's it, it's I thought, did he really have that moment with his brother, that conversation? Or did he actually go back in a time machine? Ah, interesting. Oh, huh? That is, oh man, oh heavy. Because that's heavy. the book. Pass that's me the, the bong book, right now. I mean, re- <laughs> seriously, and I've never even used one. That is, that's blowing my mind, man. He actually did go. You know what? And it was that part was in color. Now, when uh-huh. you go back, aren't you supposed to go back into black and white? According to Pleasantville, the old days are in black and white and the new days are in color. But in this show, the old days were in color and the new was in black and yeah, white. But in the Wizard of Oz, when you get hit on the head, that's when it, it's, uh, that's that when it's in color. color. Oh, which is, by the way, and I know I've said this before, one of the top three or four moments in my life was when I finally saw that because I had seen the Wizard of Oz like five or six times as a kid, entirely in black and white, and finally get a color TV on February the 18th, 1966, <laughs> just to go back into the Wayback Machine here. And when that happens, it's like, I can't believe it. It's a color. Great. One of the greatest. Mo- that was revelatory. It made me believe in God, I believe. I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't need any more convincing. Anyway, the, uh, 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 a couple interesting things that I saw because I was looking, I, I, I actually looked for Easter eggs because I was saying, you know, I, I think I probably missed a lot because, you know, there were little things like when uh, when when Carol Burnett was watching the video, which, by the way, I think was a lapse because she had a dial up modem in her computer and <laughs> oh, yet oh, she okay. was able to view a video. Oh, really? So that's anachronistic. That's yeah, like when yeah. they had uh, uh-huh. 1979 cars on the causeway with Sonny on the turnpike and, and Godfather. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you could see the reflection of the uh, the video uh, in his glasses and it was in color. Did you notice that? Little things like that. I, and when Kim oh, lit, that, when Kim lit that cigarette for him in the in the very end of the two of them and the the, the end of the cigarette and the lighter was in color. Oh, and do you know that that was a reprisal of them, their first meeting when they yeah. lit cigarettes together? Yeah, it was very Seinfeldy in that way, where you remember Seinfeld ended with them in jail looking, describing a button on his shirt. And that's how they met years ago. What One of the first huh. scenes they had as well. I'm sure they were going for a Seinfeld effect there. <laughs> that was an Alpha and Omega thing, uh, bookending right. the entire experience. Well, now. I only knew that because I read read that I wouldn't have remembered. But you re- you see the color on the on the ash. OK, all right. That's a good piece of ash you described there. I, 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 and um, we have milked an entire segment. Way I to knew go. we would. Better... I knew we would. Bruce uh, there we go. I didn't think Saul. it was possible. But there we next go. segment, uh, we talk about my mother, the car, all 18 episodes of it. Bruce Wolf <laughs> and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap.
Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And uh, one Tim, thing, one thing, yeah, one thing I didn't get to mention on the. Uh, uh, yes, and we would we... like to have a coda on the Better Call Saul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you just get in the last word, smarty pants. Okay, go ahead. Yes. No, I looked this up. I was looking for the Easter eggs because of the color in the glasses and stuff like that. I wanted to see what else, what else I missed. And something I didn't realize about the series is that each season used the same 10 photos throughout uh, to introduce the, the show, like the title card, so to speak. And uh, it started with the uh, blow up Statue of Liberty and ended with the world's greatest lawyer broken mug. And that each season, episode one, season one, episode two, season two, it would still be the Statue of Liberty. But each subsequent season, it was like it was on a VHS tape that slowly degraded the pictures, the pictures, the 10 pictures slowly degraded from one through six. Uh, uh, and then when it got to six and then when it got to after because there were three more episodes it that's when you got the blue screen with the just the the better call Saul uh readout like in six, eight eight bit I'll tell font. You, you just passed me the bong wow <laughs> While you do your carbon 14 dating method to the shroud of Turin cha cha. I mean, gee whiz. That is, I don't know. Does anybody notice that? Oh gosh. Yeah. It's there's, there's freaks that love these little puzzles. Yeah, and you're one of them. Listen, uh, no, no, I think I thought, Oh, this is cool. I'm recognizing that they're showing his, the uh, rack in his closet with all his fancy idiotic suits. And then the last thing there is the department of corrections Jersey that he's got. <laughs> oh, I'm smart. I noticed that, but I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the, the degrading of the VHS. Okay. That's wonderful. And just, you know what? Apropos of nothing. I don't care. You can chime in more saw things through the rest after the rest of this podcast uh, with more solisms or, um, Solacisms. Anyway, uh, let's move on to something else. I hate to do it. Something so so mundane as trying to read a chart correctly. But somebody tweeted that uh, and I, I thought this was off. And this, I love this about Twitter. You can go for answers. Somebody tweeted that Gen Z has 86 percent less purchasing power compared to baby boomers when they were in their 20s. Americans have seen wages increase by 80 percent since the 70s. However, the consumer price index has increased by over 500 percent. So I called upon my good buddy for a fan of mine from the uh, old days, uh, Jim Pethokoukos of the American Enterprise Institute, Jeopardy winner and everything like that. Real smart guy. So he replied to me with a, a graph that shows the consumer price index and uh, wages uh, over uh, since 1973. And if you look at the graph, that's not the tweet that I'm referring to, although that's a good tweet as well. (laughs) Um, But but the graph uh, says that um, that basically uh, wages have gone up and so has this consumer price index. They're about equal, well, as of 2018, but it does it, it doesn't show that necessarily that there was that there's there's been the prices maybe recently have gone up a, a lot because we've had inflation. But um, but that's but but it, it seems like if I'm reading this graph correctly and I'm not showing it to you right now, it seems like wages have stayed level with or, or greater than the prices. So but I don't know what's your experience on it. 
what, the, the, what wages wages and prices well oh, i think wages wages in other words we're we are richer now than we were 50 years ago uh, oh absolutely absolutely yeah. everybody has a, a radio shack in their pocket an entire well, yeah radio and that, that's shack. the one thing that that i was I, I don't care how much money you were making or you you couldn't have bought and it, it if the price had been ten billion dollars, you would have paid for uh, the Radio Shack thing in your pocket uh, fifty years ago, sure. because you couldn't couldn't have gotten it. So we're all wealthier that way. Um, when I was in my twenties, you had to be rich to have a car with air conditioning and power right. windows and power locks and and stuff that you wouldn't even right. think of the, a button that you would push to start it on a cold winter day from your bed. I, I mean, all these things that we just kind of take for granted that are, right. that are the commonplace we're, we're not af- available, uh, uh, to, to, right. to people. No, in, we're uh, living like middle Kings class. Louis, the 14th wishes that he lived like us. I mean, he had a chamber pot. Yeah, enough said. <laughs> Washington had wooden teeth. Okay, enough said about that. Uh, moving on here. Uh, this um, this th- th- did happen last week, but it, it was kind of funny. I didn't watch the Field of Dreams game between the Cubs and the Reds. I saw the game the year before with the Deus Ex Machina finish. Uh, Tim Anderson homering against the Yankees, and I don't think it could get any better than that. Uh, I've actually been to the cornfields in Iowa and uh, felt the spirit of shoeless Joe Jackson. Uh, it was great last year, but this year's game, apparently not that many people watched. Uh, but also, as Chris, our, our producer, uh, points out in the pregame intro, uh, the legends of the game that they uh, were referring to were 50 percent white and 50 percent black and no Latinos. When the actual league makeup is uh, 57% white, 31, almost 32% Hispanic, and only 7% black. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it seems like there's a little bit of discrimination uh, that way. Um, and and uh, the only, uh, uh, I mean, here we are, we're trying to call Latinos Latinxes, and uh, we can't even get their numbers uh, represented in, in, a, in a baseball game. Well, actually, if we want, you know, if we want to be historic about baseball, I, I, there shouldn't be any minorities there. I, I don't I don't think. Oh, you mean as far as. Uh, sure. Right, right. And Spike Lee said. Uh, he thought Babe Ruth was the first black baseball player because he did have some Negroid features and nobody knew who his father was. That, that was Spike <laughs> Lee. And, you know, and, and he was also fantastic. So. Yeah. Uh, that makes yeah so, yeah nobody could nobody could pitch to pitch to him who knows what i think about field of dreams though it's a it's the whole romanticism around it is a little weird what i think it's the male version of somewhere in time <laughs> okay, okay you know how you know how people will like go to mackinac island and dress up in victorian dress and do somewhere in time sure. weekends sure. i think the same kind of thing happens with guys going to the field of dreams well right and i have to admit in the movie theater i had to choke back the tears when the dads came out and played had a catch with their sons the moment <laughs> the, the the big moment is when the cars are lined up and you just see their headlights on. It's kind of like a funeral procession, only it's a resurrection procession because you're going to get to see your dead dad and play catch with him one more time. And I, <laughs> I mean, I just thinking about it. I choke up right now. Hey, that and Brian's song. Those are the two things. Well, yeah, the Brian's two things song. where guys are allowed to cry at. You know, I love Shoeless Joe Jackson. I hope you love him too. Said uh, uh, Gail Sayers. Never the. Um, 
Harry Carey imitator at the game. I, I, I don't know if you saw this. I give him credit. I, I even like the Will Ferrell imitation of Harry Carey, which is nothing like him. And I actually thought this was a an actual imitator. It's a hologram <laughs> of, of Harry Carey. We're showing it now for those of you. Uh, <laughs> it. You know what? Cow. I got to tell you something, Tim. Not only do you do a good impersonation, you kind of look a little with the glasses. <laughs> it, it, have you actually tried to pull that shtick off uh, in your stand-up at all? Uh, uh, no, no, I never have, because most of the people in my audience have been uh, alive less time than Harry's been dead. <laughs> Harry's been dead <laughs> almost 25 years now, yeah. and I'm glad he came back as a hologram. A lot of people criticized it. They're, they're, apparently, they're purists. I'm not a Harry Carey impersonator purist. Uh, I, I, I welcome anybody who does it. I worked with a guy at Channel 32. His name was Matt Wagner, who later got left that job. And he he did one of the best Harry Carey impersonations I ever saw. As a matter of fact, we had him on several years for opening day wearing a cub jacket at Wrigley Field. And, you know, Harry did not. Uh, he was an orphan. And if you mentioned Christmas to him, he'd break down crying. And uh, I mean, his life was revolved around baseball. Uh, so every year on opening day, I would talk to him about the game and he would get excited and he'd do this Harry Carey impersonation. Then I'd say, well, Harry, uh, how was Christmas this past winter? (laughs) (laughs) You have to go there. Ah, So that was fun. The the sadism was the best part. So then this, this guy, Matt Wagner actually became a waiter at Harry Carey's restaurant. (laughs) So I mean, that that's meta man uh, to actually become a waiter. At the and, and for all I know, Dutchie wound up marrying him because she was attracted to a certain type. Um, <laughs> Dutchie, a nice Jewish girl. Anyway, enough with Field of Dreams till next year. There, yeah. I see on our scorecard here that we've got a tweet from Lawrence Holmes. It's something about baseball being gay in ten years. I I forgot what this is about. Let's take a look. Oh, is this the? Um, oh, this is the moment in the Little League World Series where the guy gets hit by a pitch. And the pitcher feels so bad about it that he has to be consoled by the guy he hit. (laughs) He gets a hug. And of course, apparently there is crying in baseball if you're under 12 years old. Oh, come on. Shake it off, man. No, it was actually a sweet. Those kids should be playing soccer. Rub some dirt on your ego and your soul, (laughs) whatever. No, actually, it's very sweet, very sweet. And there is usually no, in in real baseball, that usually that's like a bench clearing brawl when that happens. Oh, yeah. I I certainly hope that the pitcher on the the team where the guy got hit retaliated the next inning and everybody (laughs) got thrown out of the Little League World Series. That would have been the best thing to happen. Uh, do we have the, do we have this picture of this fat guy from a century ago that we could just put up here? Um, I Somebody put this on Twitter. And to me, it was like, you know, he just looks like every other person at the Wisconsin State Fair. I mean, it didn't <laughs> look like this was the fat guy in the circus. Yeah. A, a century ago. And it's not even that special. So. Yeah. C- congratulations know. to uh, agricultural technology. huh? Right. I Is mean, it, it now. Seems- now everybody can afford to be that fat. Right, right. See, consumer price index, we should measure that with the wages and our weight. 
as well. They've all gone gone up exponentially. Well, I will, I will, I will, uh, I will swear. I, I don't know the statistics, but I know it's probably accurate that that there are more people today dying from obesity uh, related diseases than are starving to death. Oh, no question about it. Remember hunger in America, the uh, the CBS special report, you know, from about 60 years ago with the kids with the distended bellies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, now it's like it's if McDonald's would only not offer fries uh, with that, sir, they'd be a lot better off. Yeah. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. <laughs>
for the government to have used looking for nuclear uh, intelligence as a pretext merely to try to find things, some dirt they could on January 6th, let alone the fact that it just might be Garland having uh, capitulated to, to the left and just tried to do something there. But this is just this is just wise assery. And I appreciate wise assery on Jonah's part, but it there isn't a lot of there there. And I would love for him to have to face somebody like Andy McCarthy and dis- and discuss this kind of thing. Now, for all I know, in the last few days, he's had Andy McCarthy on his podcast. Uh, but I but uh, it, it's, it's just it just seems like he doesn't really want to fight the good fight. He just wants to uh, be a sniper. Am I right? Am I- a lot of the time, not, not all the time. One of my a lot favorite of lines, a lot of things I like. What? what one of my favorite lines that's been coming up is that uh, the Melania is so hot. She's got nuclear secrets in her <laughs> panties. <laughs> uh, anyway, with that, uh, let us move on to, uh, you know, Password is, is uh, been resurrected. Uh, the Alan Ludden show. And uh, sure. so we're going to play political password right now, aren't we, Chris? We are. OK. Do you need me to explain the rules? Because, Bruce, you can I can I do that. I kind of remember them. It's kind of like charades, only you can talk. Is that right? Or One word. <laughs> one word. Oh, you just get to say one word. Correct. Okay. And I am the all-time all right. giver. You and uh, you and Tim will guess. So you get. I say one word. You guess. If you don't get it in that one word, then it goes to Tim and back and forth till somebody oh, gets okay. it. Oh, okay. So you know what the word is. I know what the word is. The, the audience does not know what the word the is. The audience about. will know because you're either going to, and this is on the, the honor system, either take your headphones off or in Bruce's case, headphone off and or <laughs> hit the <laughs> and or hit the mute button. All right. Hey, uh, that's a I historical that... item. It belonged to Vincent Van Gogh at one point. <laughs> how do I know when to put the headphone back on? I hate yeah, I mean... when we make it a technical workshop here, but how, it's, how do it's I o- know? It's, it's only going to take me, you know, five seconds to read the read the password okay so now, should i take my head headphones good, off no, right hold now? on hold on let me quickly okay. let's let's go through it's political password okay. so it'll be a, a a figure in politics historically current it could be a uh, a movement it could be a document okay. those are the things that we're kind of going for here okay Makes why do sense? we have to take the why do we have to take the headphones off we're both because gonna he's going to say the, the same... password i have to yep. say the password oh, so the audience oh, knows okay. it his password okay. is so they can substantive laugh at your foolish process. guesses oh okay oh wait a minute that's three words substantive due process okay remember this one is a word. person and unlike jeopardy you cannot have the last name i want a full name so the password might be two actual words because oh, it can be two a, words if we okay. do a person I want well, a political password. Name. Yeah, political password. OK, so, whatever. Okay, if it's a fine. figure, there could be, you know. It's not Jeopardy is all I'm saying. OK. All right. So Can't quickly you just, mute. Couldn't you right, just do take that my headphones post? off for five seconds now? Okay? Yeah, and Bruce is going to go first, Tim. All right. Here we go. As always. OK. Tim, are you muted? The password is Ross. No, 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 no. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Did you say it? I said it. I think you, you think you might have blah, 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 blah all over me, but I. I hope everybody heard it. Okay. <laughs> For the right, video watchers, we'll we'll also put it on the screen so they can see it. Okay, give me a clue. All right. So Bruce first. Reform. 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 Judaism. <laughs> <laughs> as a political movement interesting no okay all right to tim uh infomercial 
infomercial. Mike Lindell. Not bad, not bad. Back Is to it Bruce. a person or a, a movement? It's a, remember, it's a person, a movement, or oh. a, it could be a document. It's it's not an adverb, though. Okay. All right, fine. Back to Bruce. Okay. Little. Little. A little reform movement infomercial. And it's political. Ah. Uh, Ross Perot. <laughs> Correct. Ding, 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 ding. Are ding, you ding. kidding me? Really? <laughs> Come on, really? The infomercial should be, the info, I can see the Lindell on the infomercial, but yeah. What didn't you like about it, Tim? You're going to question. Me? I didn't even like it. And I, got I was going to say when correct. you said when you said when you said reform, I was thinking, oh, of Ross Perot. It's like, oh, no, it's a current events password. Yeah, Political. I mean, I thought of Ross Perot, too, when he said oh. reform. And I thought, no, that's oh. why I said Judaism, because okay. I didn't okay. want to look stupid guessing Ross Perot. OK, <laughs> yeah, neither did I. <laughs> All, right. All right. Next one. Should we just tell us when you're going to start? Next one. Now, Tim, la, Tim's, la, Tim's, Tim's Tim does the next one first. OK, so you're going to la la la. All right. Yeah, you ready? ready? Here I go. La, 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 Bill Clinton is the password. Bill Clinton. Are we done? OK, we're done. We're good. We're good. So Tim okay. was first on this one. Cigar. Monica Lewinsky. Ooh. Incorrect. Bruce. Very good. Hillary. <laughs> cigar. Hillary. Close but no cigar. Bill Clinton. Ding, 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 ding. You don't know how to play that. You're too smart. You ought to smart yourself, Tim. I know he's yeah, well, he's going one step. Stop too looking far at, uh, you know, each of the openings of uh, Better Call Saul <laughs> and start dumbing yourself down so you can get the answer. Well, right. that's what I was thinking about the opening, not the person who owned the cigar. I was thinking exactly. about the yeah. opening where it was placed. Yeah, I I get it. I totally yeah, get it. Well, we are now uh, back to Bruce starting. Do your la, la la so I can do the pass. Okay, here we go. The password is Justin Trudeau. It's old American. Okay, ready? Yes. All right. Blackface. Blackface. Oh. Justin Trudeau. Ding, 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 ding. Bruce, you are cleaning house here. Now it was the All best right. of three, and we are. Bruce went three and oh. I got a couple more if you want to clean it up, or do you have something to talk about for a couple minutes? Uh. You got something? Any more Saul uh, things, Tim? That you? How many more? more I, I, any more Saul Easter eggs? <laughs> Solicisms. There was, a, there was another. It. There was another one, but I totally, I totally. You I totally forgot, forgot that? Yeah, I already forgot what it was. So. Yeah. You want to go Hold back up. in the time machine to the first segment? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, all right. Well, we could just uh, try one more password just for fun. You could also talk about rice cakes if you wanted. Well, the only thing I wanted to say about rice cakes was, you know, when you take them out of the bag, they fall apart all over the place and then they get on the floor and everything. And I just think that there should be an, an adhesive in the rice cakes. That's, that's either that or you could pretend that they never were cakes and just like smash them up and eat them like Cheetos. There you go. What's the deal with rice cakes? Or do you okay. actually do you actually try to use them as a bread substitute and put like peanut butter on them and stuff like that? Well, they, they'll just disintegrate. Sure. It, 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 that won't really work. Well, Tim, on that uh, really profound note, 
Thank you for joining me on the weekly wrap. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And uh, this is our bonus segment in which Woo-hoo. we uh, do Wolf's World and Tim's Town, which I forget every time we do it, what, what it's all about. Boy, well, uh, they'd it, never ask me to host Jeopardy, would they? Wolf's World, Tim's Town, and Chris's Comments. Oh, okay. Sure. It's, a, it's all, we have to, all our answers have to be in alliterations. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 get, I get that. All right, Chris, go ahead. So I delve or deep get in going, I should say. That's the alliteration. I'm, what, what? Or get this over with is what you probably really mean. <laughs> it's not an alliteration. So no, That's go true. ad nauseum. So I, I rifle through uh, Bruce's Twitter feed, Tim's Facebook, usually, or he does has, is more active. Find what I think are sometimes funny. Sometimes just have a I might have a question about them. So we show the tweet, we read the tweets for the people listening, and then you, I usually ask you a question of, what was this about? What were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Or we just get the cheap laugh off it and, and move on. No, and I, I love the fact that uh, the, the clarity is not my one main virtue, <laughs> I, I guess. So you, you need me to explain. Yeah, I just Clarity challenged to keep the <laughs> alliteration just, going. Sometimes I, right. 140 <laughs> characters, go. it's it's tough to uh, squeeze that in, right? You know, I just like to say race ipsa loquitur to everything, which means the thing speaks for itself. But but go ahead, you you just to challenge me right now. And, and you like to show off your Latin. Uh, yeah, there you go. Legal Latin. Yeah. yeah. So the first one, we enter Wolf's World. And by the way, all these are from like June because they were left over from another segment. But so they might not be super topical. But... We look at a picture of uh, former Illinois Governor Jim Thompson. Items collected by former uh, former Illinois Governor Jim Thompson to be sold this weekend. And then your your tweet was knee pads for begging for state legislators to give the White Sox a new ball. Yeah. So uh, Jim Thompson, our late governor, was uh, lobbying with the state legislature uh, to get funds for the uh, new Comiskey Park. Uh, the White Sox were threatening to move to St. Petersburg. They had even their uh, uh, stadium was under construction there. I actually did a piece for Channel 32 where I, I went down there and threw rocks at the stadium. <laughs> and um, you know, it is weird because no one wears white socks in St. Petersburg. It should have been the uh, St. Petersburg flip flops. There, there were, yeah, right. And they, they would have changed the name of the team. And you know what? They should have changed the name of the team because, you know, my beloved White Sox are always going to be a Chicago. Uh, yeah. Uh, thing and not and not uh, anywhere else yeah what teams Saint were the expos were the expos still around back then they were right Chicago um kept the name and bought the expos the ex right the expos uh, boy that's 19 when that's 1988 i don't know when the ex i think the expos went into the 90s if i'm not mistaken yeah. i could never recognize the expos because i couldn't read yeah. their baseball caps yeah. i always thought it said e well, it did say EB, Expos Baseball, but it also looked like an M for Montreal. I don't I It was final years playing in uh, Puerto Rico, remember? <laughs> and no fans in Montreal, so they would just go down and play like 20 games in Puerto Rico. Oh, that, was, exactly. that was the so, 90s, though. Yes, the Expos were still around. So anyway, Thompson had to – he literally got on his knees. They, they were covering it live getting on his knees, lobbying with legislators. Literally? 
Li- not figuratively. Wow. But literally got on his knees. Well, you know, he oh. Thompson was a tall guy even on his knees. <laughs> he could have been a California state district attorney. <laughs> okay. Hi-yo. See, I wasn't going to go there. And, uh, you know, my... That's why my, you got me, Bruce, so you don't I, have to. <laughs> I wanted an innocent construction of the term knee pads that he just needed it because he was going to be on the floor there, literally. Uh, trying to uh, lobby and lobbying the state legislators, and and uh, it passed, it. and and the rest is history. The White Sox won yeah, a the, the World glorious, Series. The glorious, grand old dam of Comiskey was torn down. It which just, you uh, know, I'm so old school that I still was suspicious about them tearing it down, even when chunks of the upper deck were falling into the lower deck. I was, I Catch that up. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's that was the ballpark that I grew up in. And sure. Um, Absolutely. I grew up in there because I was homeless and we used to just sneak in. Uh, you know, I either I lived either there back or, when you or could McKinney's. get back when you could get a game and a couple bags of peanuts for a nickel. Pretty much. Uh, we're talking about Luke Appling era, of course. And uh, when he, he would he would foul off strike three by bunting for three and a half hours and they finally had to change the rules that you couldn't bunt uh with with two strikes and follow it off because he would he literally huh. and I, I kid you not he could follow off a thousand pitches huh. oh, okay so <laughs> anyway i'm just trying to stretch this segment a little bit and, uh, <laughs> and so there you have an explanation of uh my tweet which really needed no explanation so we move on to tim's town sure oh boy Tim, post from you on Facebook. For those who doubted the close relationship between socialism and fascism, just look at how quickly Russia made the transition. This is from February. I had to go back for that. But I just wanted to say, um, just wanted to show off your intellectual prowess here. <laughs> yeah, that had nothing to do with the news. It just, uh, it just occurred to me that Russia is no longer socialist. They're, they're, they're pretty much a fascist. That is such uh, a deep thought. Uh, you know, I looked at transition and I immediately thought of that swimmer from Penn who was uh, won all the NCAA <laughs> accolades. So that's where my or mind. Or Brittany is. Griner who gets accused of it. And uh, oh, does she? Apparently she? not. Apparently, did, have you heard her talk? I I didn't think think anything until I actually heard her in the courtroom, and I went, w- w- "When does Brittany talk?" It's like, I'm is wondering that her, if is if, that her attorney? Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if Brittany at this stage uh, can distinguish um like you know the old time liberals used to do between the uh, communism of the soviet union and the fast fascism of, of of nazi germany i i don't i dare say tim uh, that uh, she would blur that distinction considering uh, she never did have her rights read to her <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah well yeah. i believe it was friedrich hayek that said that uh, that it, eventually the soviet union would be indistinguishable from uh, uh, Nazi Germany. And he was, uh, he was pretty much on. Yeah. Tim, I had one more question for you on this. Oops. Yeah. Um, let, me, uh, let me bring it up really quick because I think it... Uh, when you were putting this together... Well, why does it keep showing Bruce? Um, when you were putting this together, what, did you put a lot of thought of this background? Yeah, I thought of that too, the red background, yes. You had... There's, there's, but there's Christmas trees and snowmen... They're playing. He just had some leftover uh, wrapping paper. From I don't know if it was because of Valentine's Day or I just wanted red and I was doing it on my phone, which is a smaller screen, and I didn't see the snowmen and Christmas trees. Couldn't find the swastika. Emoji. Yeah, I, uh, 
<laughs> okay. On to uh, Bruce. Bruce, this was a few, retweeted Dan Rather, who yes. tweeted, uh, my suspicion is that Matthew McConaughey is actually speaking for a lot more gun owners, certainly responsible gun owners, than the NRA. And then uh, you tweeted at uh, Marge Halpern. I don't know. Right. I used to work with her at WXRT because she's the one who had quoted Dan Rather. Dan, whom I've interviewed twice, he was fun, also had a suspicion about President Bush, which which got Dan fired. Who are the irresponsible gun owners? The millions who shoot up schools? Oh, right. They don't. Okay, Marge, raise the age to 21, state by state happy. Now, this is before you've kind of, you keep shifting uh, on this. How do I shift on this? Well, you were for a uh, assault weapon ban last week, remember? I didn't say it was for a ban. Do you listen to your own show? Uh, this was well, uh, this if was, you would like to impeach me i mean that, this that's was this good. was a month before the highland park shooting though in his defense chris it's uh, so so yeah it didn't hit home if you will for bruce's yeah. month oh boy you were me right now i sh- i sh- there should be you're assaulting me sir with your rhetoric <laughs> there should be an assault ban i you know i actually i'm having a difficult time with the issue i mean seriously i just don't sure i i don't know i I mean, my prediction, and I don't think this is necessarily something that I want to see happen, but if, if there are more shootings like that, like uh, Uvalde and Highland Park, you're going to get a ban. Mm-hmm. And uh, but people just aren't going to put up with it. And I, in the long run, I don't know if we're better off actually uh, repealing the Second Amendment because I think that will encourage a, a docility uh in, in the populace that i, I don't really want to see and, and of course you talk about slippery slopes second amendment goes the first one could follow so um yeah but the second amendment the second amendment is the one that keeps the first one in check it might keep it in, very in, well and the, the 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 problem is on the other hand you know we're, we're getting these shootings and and uh, I, look, there's, there's all kinds of solutions. Mental health should be improved. We should be throwing more people into the cuckoo's nest. Uh, there's, there's, all, there's all kinds of problems. I think, with it. I, think, I think we need good common sense media control. I, <laughs> right. I think, I think, I think reasonable, the, yeah, reasonable the, media. I think the founding fathers could, they, they could have never envisioned the 24 hour news cycle. A- absolutely not. I Freedom think of the press what? made a, it was a wooden, the press was a wooden Gutenberg press. Uh, That's you they, are they, so they, right, sir. Amen to that. And you know, Abraham Lincoln threw newspaper editors in jail. Now, granted, he had a civil war going on, so it was, it was more than a Pritzker emergency dictated by the Chicago Teachers Union. I'll grant you that. But we're going on, we're going on three months of Evalde now. I mean, it, you know, and Chicago has an Evalde every single weekend, and it doesn't make national news. I mean, well, it's just, you know, but the, the we obsess on these, we obsess on these shootings. And, well, because and, it's and, kids in schools, and I'm telling you, that's forget about or at parades, and yeah, I know it shouldn't isolated. be any different. Lonely, isolated kids. Lonely, isolated oh kids, and we reward them with infamy. And on that kissy face note, we end the <laughs> bonus segment on the weekly wrap. And that's the weekly wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at TimSlagle.com. The weekly wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production. Copyright 2022.